Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. So good to have you with us. Hey, we're just going to start off by getting straight into a time of worship. Hey, church, welcome to an online worship service. It's Thanksgiving week. We hope you've had a blessed week that was filled with gratitude and thanksgiving. Um, let us turn our thoughts uh, to the Lord and express our gratitude directly to him through songs of praise and worship. He is good. He is on his throne. He is moving and working. Let us say thank you and praise him for that. In Jesus' name, here we go. Worship his holy name Sing like never before Oh my soul I worship your holy name The sun comes up It's a to sing your song again whatever may pass and whatever lies before me let me be singing when the evening comes singing bless the Singing, bless the Lord, oh my 
Well, hello again. Chris here. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you, worship team, for leading us in a time of worship. And uh, thank you again. Uh, we hope that uh, this time with us uh, is just a blessing for you and your family uh, throughout the week. Uh, well, as you know, we love praying for you. There's a lot going on in our world, and prayer requests uh, always come up. And uh, we love praying for you. So if you would like to text us your confidential prayer uh, request at 97,097,000, uh, we love praying praying for you throughout the week. And you can text that anytime, 3 a.m. You can text that to us and uh, we would love that. Well, there is a lot going on here. Uh, if you would like to have any information about our men's ministries, women's ministries, uh, student ministries, all the ministries that we have going on, we got tons of ministries and tons of weekly happenings. Uh, the best place to find that information is our website at agorabible.org, agorabible.org. And you can visit us there anytime. And on our website, you'll see under the Give tab, uh, you can actually make a donation. And as you know, uh, our ongoing ministry is is made because of people like you who uh, generously give, and we're so grateful for that. So you can give again under the donate tab on our website. Well, before we get into God's word today, uh, let me take a second and pray for us. Well, Father, we thank you so much for uh, the people listening online, for the families that are represented, Lord. And uh, we are so thankful that you are a God that can speak to all of us, no matter where we are. And uh, we don't take that for granted, Lord. Uh, just pray, Lord, for this time that uh, uh, your spirit will nudge us, will move us, and that we'll hear exactly what you want us to hear today. And uh, we love you so, so much, Lord. I pray that the distractions of the next few minutes will go away and uh, we can focus on your word and your spirit, Lord. We love you, and it's your name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much, everybody. Hey, before I actually get into our message for today, I wanted to pass it over. We filmed a fun little video with the kids for Thanksgiving. Go ahead and check it out. Gobble, gobble, ABF. We're back. Let's go. Here's a seat right here. I've got one. This is for you right here. Jackson, over here, my dude. 
so we have a couple of questions to ask you guys, uh, but first we wanted to be completely upfront. So we bought some ice cream, but we don't have enough for everybody. Um, and so what we did is we're flipping a coin before every group comes in to decide if you get ice cream or not. And unfortunately you guys did not get ice cream. Um, so I'm sorry. Sorry, maybe next uh, time. But yeah. So anyways, the question is, what are you guys thankful for? What are you guys thankful for? I'm thankful for ice cream. All right, it's so good. Me too. Me but... too, I'm thankful for ice cream too. Oh, oh that's nice. nice. Can you hand me one more? There's a lot of vanilla on oh, that one. Can I have so, that? Sorry guys, we, we just don't have enough. Why are you eating ice cream right now? Uh, we were in the group that got ice cream. Which point? Sorry. It it's really good. We, we should have bought more, but we didn't. If you keep on eating it, there's not gonna be enough for anyone else. Well, that's part of the way that we do the supply and demand is that we figure out which kids are not getting ice cream so we can have more. It's economics. Okay, should we just give them ice cream? Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> All right, here's the question, ladies. Wait, wait, wait. What are you thankful for? My mom and dad. Oh. I'm thankful for Grandma Jill giving me a puzzle right here. Oh. Jesus. Jesus. Yep, for airplanes. Paper airplanes? I'm thankful for my Nana. Oh, that's a great answer. Nice. I am thankful for everyone here. Everyone here, even us? Even us? Even though we like deprived you guys of ice cream? I'm thankful for my school. My cousins, my family, and people that I don't even know, I'm thankful for. What else, Maureen? My dog. What's your dog's name? Mr. Darcy, he's um, he's 99 years old, and he's just- He's 99 years old? Mm-hmm. My dog, and to be able to walk my dog, to be able to Ooh. be free. I'm thankful to love animals. Like turkeys animals. and stuff? Mm-hmm. To learn about God and come to oh, a world. Oh, nice. That's great. Love that. That's really good. That's a good answer. What about ice cream? <laughs> Great. Yeah, that too. Well, hopefully uh, you enjoyed that little video. Chris and I had such a good time filming with the kids. Uh, absolutely ridiculous. A couple of those moments, like Chris just sitting there eating ice cream in front of the kids, uh, cracks me up every time. And man, I love the line, I'm thankful for people I don't even know. Uh, how good is that? And I'll tell you what, there were so many other moments that didn't make the cut. Uh, Chris Lubin and I, Lubin, the guy who puts our videos together, uh, we were just cracking up. At one point, we were laughing so hard, we were crying. Kids were asking, what are you guys laughing about? It was absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. We had conversations uh, about our costumes, conversations about pets, about ice cream. It was absolutely hilarious. But I'll tell you what, the best moment of the entire shoot, and it didn't make the cut, so uh, a group of cubbies, so that's the youngest kids there, they were wearing the blue. Um, it was a group of Crosby, Leah, and Clay. They came in, and we sit them down in the chairs, and we kind of go through our spiel and we tell them, we're so sorry, but we don't have enough ice cream for you. You guys aren't one of the groups that gets ice cream. And like many of the other groups, there's just kind of this stunned 
sad silence. And I actually think you saw the very beginning of it where then Leah turns and looks at her cousin Clay just with this heartbreaking, just like, look. And we kind of let him sit there in it for a second, um, even actually a little bit longer than we let some of the other groups sit in it. And all of a sudden, probably after about 15, 20 seconds of silence, uh, sweet little Clay uh, just says in the sweetest voice you can imagine, it's okay, we don't need ice cream. And it was just this heart-melting moment of, oh, I think it, like, it physically hurt us on the inside. Uh, Chris and I looked at each other. We sank down in our seats. It was just so devastatingly sweet and sad all at the same time. And uh, obviously, we immediately just gave them ice cream. Like right then at that very moment, uh, all the other kids kind of had to wait for ice cream for a while as we were filming stuff, uh, but they just got ice cream right away. It was just the absolute sweetest, most heart-melting, heartbreaking moment ever. Um, yeah, but man, we had so much fun filming with the kids. And it's been funny as we've been kind of talking with people about the video and sharing a little bit about it. People have been asking us, how did we come up with this crazy, torturous idea for the kids? And really the premise for the video came from as I was preparing for today and for the message and even had kind of gone through uh, the scripture that we're going to be working through today, uh, I was just struck by this tension that exists between gratitude and anger, frustration, and disappointment. Now, these three, anger, frustration, disappointment, those are, are always a part of life, and I would argue maybe even over the last year and a half, even a little bit more commonplace than, than normal in life. And certainly on the large scale, everyone has experienced those uh, over the last year and a half, just with things going on in our country, in our world. And I would be so bold as to guess that most people on the smaller scale also are, have experienced anger, frustration, disappointment, just things going on in your personal life, things with family, etc. So with the video, I really just wanted to illustrate how anger, frustration, and disappointment can block or trump gratitude in our lives. And I think the video did a really good job of that. Um, did a really good job of kind of showing and illustrating that. But what I didn't expect was that these kids and these interviews to illustrate kind of the other side of this as well, that gratitude also has the capacity of trumping or overwhelming anger, frustration, and gratitude in our lives as well. So, because truth be told, we showed one side of the story here in the video, but man, the reactions from the, the kids uh, definitely varied. Uh, there were a handful, from group to group, it kind of changed. I think of uh, some groups when we told them that they weren't going to receive ice cream. Some were able to work through kind of that disappointment much faster. I think of one group in particular. They kind of just got straight into what they were grateful for. Almost immediately, they were rattling off things that they were grateful for. Uh, and then on the other side, some groups, and again, I, I definitely have one group in mind specifically just was not able to get over the fact that they didn't get ice cream. They were so disappointed. There were multiple times when we would bring up the question, well, what are you thankful for? And they just ignored it and kept coming back to the ice cream. It was a very, very long conversation, uh, but they were so, so disappointed. 
It's a kind of a silly illustration, uh, but I think it begs the question for us as we get into our scripture for today, is there a pattern of anger, frustration, disappointment, whatever it may be, blocking or trumping gratitude in our lives? Or do we regularly see gratitude overwhelming those? Let me pray for us, and we're going to dive into God's word today. Dear Lord, um, God, just thank you. Um, Thank you for this sweet Thanksgiving season, a chance to just kind of slow down and be mindful of how much we have to be uh, grateful for. Um, Lord, I pray that you would just speak um, through your word today. Uh, I pray that you would just say whatever you want to say. Lord, I pray that we would just have receptive hearts um, to what you're doing in our lives, in our hearts. I pray that you'd, yeah, just be moving and working uh, right now, even over video. Lord, we love you so much, and we give you this time now. Pray this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. So the last time I was up here preaching, it was a few weeks ago, and I had mentioned that I have this devotional group on the Bible app where we get together uh, every morning via the Bible app and do a little devotional time together. And even a number of you kind of reached out and asked kind of the specifics of that and how that worked. Uh, Again, I would still highly recommend doing that with at least one other person. Just such a sweet way to get into God's word. Uh, But a few weeks ago, we were going through our devotional, and one of the passages I thought just spoke so perfectly to what we're talking about here today. And it's a story about King David in 2 Samuel. So if you would, turn with me to 2 Samuel chapter 7. And just a little background of what's going on. So David had been instituted as king over both Israel and Judah. He had seen some peace. And so he brings the Ark of the Lord to Jerusalem. For those that aren't familiar, the Ark of the Lord is really just this powerful, powerful symbol of the Lord's presence with the people. And so brings the Ark of the Lord to Jerusalem. Things are going well. And so David approaches one of the prophets, Nathan, and just says, hey, Can I build a house or a temple for the Lord in order to replace the tent that is currently housing the ark of the Lord? And so we're going to pick up in 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 1. Now, when the king, talking about David, lived in his house, and the Lord had given him rest from all his surrounding enemies, the king said to Nathan the prophet, See now, I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of of God dwells in a tent. And Nathan said to the king, go do all that is in your heart, for the Lord is with you. So a pretty noble request, right? I, David, live in a house. The Lord also should live in a house. Makes sense. But what's the Lord's response? Verse 4. But the same night, the word of the Lord came to Nathan. Go and tell my servant David, thus says the Lord, would you build me a house to dwell in? I have not lived in a house since the day I brought up the people of Israel from Egypt to this day, but I've been moving about in a tent for my dwelling. In all places where I've moved with all the people of Israel, did I speak a word with any of the judges of Israel, whom I commanded to shepherd my people Israel, saying, why have you not built me a house of cedar? We're going to stop there. Uh, The Lord kind of goes on uh, to continue speaking uh, for a number of verses and basically kind of comes to this, uh, this building of a house, a temple for me, this comes later. Uh, Someone else is going to do it. And man, I just thought as I was going through that devotional that day, it just kind of struck me, man, that's kind of rough, right? What a, a, 
a rough response. The basic message is not you. You are not the guy. I would imagine being David, it's, uh, he's probably very disappointed. Uh, on one hand, maybe he'd already gotten excited and that day kind of started moving things and getting things prepared and starting to like prep everybody saying, hey, we're building a house for the Lord. I could see that happening. But I think it's even bigger than that. Because if you think about historically, David was kind of the Lord's like golden child, right? Like all the time, David was hearing, yes, you're the guy. You are the guy. When you think about Goliath, when you think about him being instituted as king, when you think about all the success he's seen in battle and everything that he's touched, he has been the guy. Up until now, the answer has always been yes, you. And then now, He's at this point where he's really excited about doing this amazing, huge, massive thing for the Lord. And the answer comes back, no, not you. You're not the guy. What is David's response? What is David's response? Now, if you fast forward, again, the Lord speaks for a number more verses. And then after he concludes, we see David's response down in verse 18. It says this, Then King David went in and sat before the Lord and said, who am I, O Lord God, and what is my house that you have brought me this far? O Lord God, who am I and what is my house that you've brought me this far? Does that sound like disappointment or gratitude? Absolutely gratitude, right? Like very easy. That is clearly gratitude. Pretty amazing, right? Like the question we should ask is like, how can he be this grateful after just getting the no? Well, I guess I didn't full share the full transcript of what happened kind of in the in-between, right? Verses eight to 17, the Lord said a few more things. Uh, I wanted to share a couple of those things that were shared in there. It was interesting as I was reading through the devotional for the first time, for whatever reason, I skipped over this too. And I got to the point where I was like, man, how does David have such a grateful heart? Listen to these things that the Lord said in there between verses eight and 17. I will make for you a great name like the name of the great ones of the earth. I will make you a house. I will raise up your offspring after you and I will establish his kingdom he shall build a house for my name. Your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever. I guess it makes more sense, right, for him to be grateful after hearing that list of things that the Lord had just spoken to him, for sure. Uh, that sounds like a whole lot to be grateful for. And that is certainly, certainly true. But my point is this, and I think kind of what the Lord was showing me even as I read through the devotional that day is that we are so capable of allowing anger, frustration, and disappointment to trump even greater reason for gratitude in our lives. Ice cream is not nearly as important as mom and dad, as grandma and grandpa, as a house to live in, as Jesus, maybe even as video games, I don't know, debatable, right? It's not as important as those things, but yet in the moment, the disappointment seemed a whole lot bigger than them and trumped any and all gratitude. In David's situation, I think it's very easy for us to sit here and think, man, it would be absolutely ridiculous for him not to be grateful to the Lord because of what just went down. But yet, 
I wonder how many of us live in a state of perpetual anger, frustration, disappointment, despite the fact that we have so, so much to be grateful for from the Lord. But Josh, you don't, you don't know my situation. You don't know everything that's going on in my life. I don't have any promises. I don't have anything that, that's, that is that big like David had right there. And my question would be, well, actually, I think you do. Well, for those of you that know and follow and love Jesus, I don't even need to know your situation. I don't. Uh, I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you have even more incredible future promises than David was promised right there in that section. Promises of future victory because you are a son or daughter of the king. Promise of eternity in heaven. What else do we need? And chances are there's gonna be as much ice cream as you want there. I don't know, maybe. Uh, in a few minutes, um, we are going to get a chance to hear from some of the staff. If you are going to be here in person on Sunday, it's one of my favorite services of the year. We kind of have an open mic for people to share just what they're grateful for um, to the Lord about over the last year. And so instead of, of doing that, we wanted our staff to get a chance to just share. And so you'll hear from them in a little bit. Uh, but since I have the mic, I figured I would share just right now things that we're thankful to the Lord for. Uh, man, so my wife and I, this past week, we just celebrated our seventh anniversary. Uh, pretty sweet to be married to that amazing woman for seven years. And it's cool, I was thinking about it. We've spent all seven of those years here at ABF. Really, really special. Other thing that we are so grateful to the Lord for is for our sweet little girl, Holly, who's almost eight months uh, after our five-year journey of dealing with infertility and miscarriages and losing sweet Jay, man, Holly has been the best. Like, she's been such an absolute treat. That girl is a little nut. It's fun. Uh, so fun being her dad and seeing her grow. Uh, it's nuts how fast you just fall in love with those little nuggets. Um, yeah, we are just so, so overwhelmingly grateful for her. Um, that being said, there have certainly been moments when frustration has trumped gratitude. Any parents in the house can give me a little amen. Uh, I think about some of those nights. Now, full disclosure, uh, my wife handles so much of the middle of the night stuff, I feel like I can give a passy, and then at that point, there's not really much else I can do, but there have been a handful of nights where I've just been up with Holly, just holding her, and just inconsolable, crying, nothing makes her better. Um, and, and some of those nights, I've been able to have like perspective and just be so thankful to have this sweet little baby. Uh, but there have absolutely been so, you know, those nights where you're just exhausted beyond belief. And it's like, it hurts how tired you are and you're up and this kid won't go to bed. So there have absolutely been those moments of frustration, trumping gratitude. Certainly, certainly there have. And I think that's okay. I think that's okay. Because what I'm not saying is that we should never, ever have moments of anger, frustration, or disappointment. Uh, that's impossible. We're human. We're here on this planet still, which is completely broken. That is impossible. However, what I am saying is that there's a very real danger when there's a pattern that develops of anger and frustration and disappointment, trumping gratitude in our lives, when that becomes a pattern that's really, really dangerous. And I think that's why Thanksgiving has to be more than a holiday. It has to be more than a holiday. It has to be a lifestyle of coming back to gratitude. It has to be. But Josh, everything that you've been talking about, those are like little things of, of 
anger, frustration, disappointment, trumping greater gratitude. Uh, but my situation is completely different. I've got this massive, absolutely gigantic reason for anger, for frustration, for disappointment. And I think what I would say to that is, man, I think that goes back to what Lindsay and I talked about last year. So Lindsay and I kind of shared chatting about, uh, for Thanksgiving last year, shared chatting about in the aftermath of losing sweet little Jay, um, just what it looked like choosing gratitude after having this incredibly massive, massive reason for disappointment, anger, frustration, all of the above. And uh, I'd encourage you, if you're so intrigued, go back and check that out from, from last year. Um, but all that to say is not only can kind of the smaller frustrations of life block greater reasons for gratitude, but certainly large reasons for frustration can block all of the other things that we have to be grateful for as well. So whatever your situation, whether it's many smaller reasons for frustration, one huge reason for frustration, there is one thing that draws us back to gratitude. There's one thing that draws us back to gratitude. That's the Lord's presence. Absolutely 100%, that's the Lord's presence. It was true for David and it's true for us today. Because again, we sit here and think, man, how in the world could David sit there in the presence of the Lord and hear these promises that the Lord is giving to him and yet not be grateful, even though it didn't go exactly how he wanted, even though it wasn't how he was hoping it would play out. And the same is absolutely true for us today. Being with the Lord 100% brings an overwhelming humility and gratitude to the Lord, regardless of the anger, the frustration, or the disappointment that we've experienced. And I'm not saying that all the hurt, all the pain immediately goes away for forever, but I'm just telling you, somehow, some way, supernaturally, gratitude is able to break through when we're in the presence of the Lord. That night, after we had gotten done filming here, uh, the Iwana kids for that fun little kids video, I went home and I was just telling Lindsay about kind of the evening and I told her the story about Clay and just kind of went through and told her the story and just how he said, it's okay, we don't need ice cream. My sweet wife just started pouring tears, like she just breaks down and crying. I only made fun of her a little bit, even though I was totally crying uh, myself earlier, uh, but just breaks down crying and says, man, I just want our Holly to have a heart like that. I just want have Holly to have a sweet, sweet heart like that. And I just thought, man, isn't that it? Oh, wouldn't we all have a heart like that before the Lord? It's okay. I don't need ice cream. It's okay. Lord, I'm just so grateful for everything that you've done in my life. You don't owe me anything. Who am I, O oh Lord God? And what is my house that you've brought me thus far? Let's pray. Dear Lord, um, God, just thank you for um, this chance to be together, uh, even online. Thank you for your word. Thank you for uh, the sweet story of David and just even how uh, we get to see his just grateful, grateful heart. Um, Lord, again, thank you for Thanksgiving, a chance to slow down, to be with family. Lord, we have so much to be grateful for. Um, every single one of us, we do. Um, Lord, we just pray that you'd even be revealing these areas in our lives where 
Um, we've just let anger and frustration and disappointment just pile up and just completely block, completely trump, completely come over the top of gratitude. And it's just so hard for us to even be grateful at all. Um, Father, I pray that as we just draw near to you, um, that the reality of who you are, the reality of the amazing lives that you've blessed us with, the amazing blessings that you give each and every one of us, um, whether they're eternal or here on this earth, Lord, um, that that would just be the, the, the trump card, that gratitude would just trump anything else that's going on in our lives. I pray that you just be moving and stirring in our hearts, Lord. We depend on you for that. And so we come to you um, asking for that now. Lord, again, we love you so much. We thank you for a chance to be in your word together. We pray all this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Well, as I mentioned before, uh, now you get a chance to hear from the staff and what they're grateful to the Lord for. All right, well, we thought it would be fun to take a, a minute or two just to share a little bit of what we're thankful for as we reflect back on 2021. And Erica is going to kick us off uh, starting first. Yeah, um, I don't know. Many of you may know that this has been a bit of a, a different season for our family where um, Chad has been traveling a lot for work. And um, it's just been, I think the thing that I'm, when I reflect on this season, that I'm most thankful for is um, just time, actually. I know that sounds sort of weird and like broad, but um, I've just been really contemplating um, how important a commodity time is. And um, I always cry when I talk the worst that I'm first, but whatever, I'll get it out of the way. But um, I just am um, really grateful also for just the strength of my marriage and my family and um the time that we have uh i there's this this verse i believe it's in ecclesiastes where it talks about um there's a time for everything under heaven and a time to all, all different things all different scenarios but a time the one that really stuck with me as i was reading through that passage was um a time to plant and a time to uproot and I feel like 2019 2020 was really a time to just kind of dig our roots in as a family and we spent a lot of time together distance learning and all of that and now in this year it's been about kind of uprooting a little bit and um, I'm glad Chad will be coming home for Thanksgiving and we'll have time so yeah well, it is fun to kind of think back. Uh, so much has happened in the last year. For, for me, one of the things I've noticed, uh, when I was growing up, my mom had this plaque uh, on the wall with each of our names, each of us kids, and what our name meant. And it was always weird to me because my name uh, attached to it was the word loyal. And, uh, and I was like, that's, that's kind of a strange thing to have attached to your name. But this last year, I think the reminder of two things, of loyalty and faithfulness, have been a, a huge deal to me as I realized like what a beautiful thing we have in our church with so many people that are just committed to this church, whether it's financially, whether it's uh, support, whether it's going through difficult times together, just thankful for people's faithfulness and loyalty uh, for sure during this season. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I am so grateful for our ABF church family and one of the things that I think about is just how prayerful our church is. And uh, this has kind of been a rough season. Um, in the summer, I got pretty sick and recently my kids were in a car accident. 
And I was overwhelmed by the amount of prayer support that I received from this church and just people reaching out and wanting to care for us and specifically me. And then coming into the fall season, um, I started a Bible study with a group of women and we're talking about prayer and the effects on our family. And I am just overwhelmed with the privilege and the honor of being in this group and leading these women through prayer. And this past week, we sat around in the room and laying hands on one another and just sharing our burdens. And it was so powerful that we're just surrounded uh, with one another and really just going to the Lord. And so I'm just grateful that ABF is a house of prayer. Uh, man, there's a lot of things uh, that I've been thinking about that I'm so grateful for. Uh, the first thing is um, just being on staff at this church. Uh, as I'm coming up uh, to being 40 next year, I realized in my ninth year, I've been here almost 25% of my life. Now, it's a weird stat, but for me, it's like, man, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, and with that is uh, just grateful to my wife. Um, she's just been so supportive and, uh, and just being able to really enjoy uh, being in ministry uh, together and being able to uh, go to the same church and see our kids uh, raised up, uh, uh, raised in this church. Um, and so it's been pretty, pretty special. And the last thing I want to say is, uh, as you know, I have a year and a half uh, daughter and she is in that stage now where she sees me and she comes like wobbling to me and gives me those sweet hugs uh, on my legs. And, uh, and that to me, it just reminds me of how quickly uh, the kids grow up. And I have three older ones that don't do that anymore. Uh, so I'm just so grateful for those times uh, with her and really being able to to get on the floor and wrestle with her and, and spend some, some good quality time with them. Well, it's not hard for me to say the things I'm thankful for. Uh, as all of you know, I'm completing 43 years of ministry, and I gotta tell you, I am so glad that the last nine and a half years of my ministry life got to be here at ABF. And uh, I'm gonna now go revert to Mexico, John, instead of Jeremiah. Weeping John. But I got to tell you, I know it sounds trite, but Scott, you've been the best part of the last two and a half years because, man, it was not fun at all in many ways. But you led us so well and so faithfully and so kindly and so compassionately that it made our lives so much better. And so church, I got to tell you something, my parting words is I'm thankful for you, especially, I'm thankful for Scott and this team, and then the people that I did life with the last nine and a half years, and you know who you are, the multiple life groups that I got to be a part of, the golf guys on Friday mornings, the men's Bible study guys on Tuesday mornings, all of it is about relationships. So I'm thankful that I got to serve at a church that people were the priority over programs. And when we had a choice between law and grace, this pastor and this team always chose grace. And when it's all said and done, people really don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And we love you, and we're so glad to be able to serve you. Thanks for the privilege of being on this team. Let the King of my heart be the mountain where I run, the fountain I drink from, oh, He is mine.
the king of my heart be the shadow where I hide the ransom for my life oh he is my song cause you are good good oh you are good Good, good, oh, you are. 
Hey church, well thank you yet again for coming and joining us here on this video. Hey, just one kind of like last challenge. I don't know, sometimes with Thanksgiving season, even though it's Thanksgiving, uh, it's so easy for us not to spend any time thinking through what we're thankful for. And so one just little challenge for you is kind of like our staff shared. Man, what would you say if you had to film a little 60 second video, what would you say? What would you talk about? How grateful would you be to the Lord? Uh, my challenge is take even just the next 60 seconds, two minutes, five minutes, and think through what you'd say. I think that'd be a sweet little exercise here as we close out this Thanksgiving season. We love you so much. We hope to see you soon. Have a great day.